as he waits, he's getting ready. And when he goes to John, the time is now. And John dumps him under the water, and as Jesus comes back up, they see the Holy Spirit descend on him like a dove. And he hears his father's voice. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Jesus was the beloved. Capital T, capital B, the beloved. The most loved son of the most high God. And yet as in his position as the beloved, he also is able to show us God's love. That we too might know what it means to be beloved <coughs> of God. Because every one of us in this room this morning is a beloved child of God. Whether you know it or not, whether you look in the mirror every morning and say, God, thank you for me, thank you for, for the life that you've given me, or whether you think to yourself, Lord, I don't know about all this. Yesterday was a rough day, today's going to be another rough one. No matter what your circumstances are, you are a beloved child of God. You didn't do anything to deserve it. You're not beloved because you're so awesome. I'm not beloved because I'm that great. We're beloved because God loves us. Because God's poured out his overwhelming, abundant love upon each and every one of us. So what does God expect us to do with this love that he's lavished upon us? Well, we're not supposed to keep it for ourselves, are we? We're supposed to share it. Paul Peterson tells a wonderful story about an encounter between a businessman and a fisherman. A wealthy businessman was horrified to see a fisherman standing beside his boat, playing with a small child. Why aren't you out fishing, asked the businessman. Because I caught enough fish for one day, replied the fisherman. Why don't you catch some more? What would I do with them? You can earn more money, said the businessman. Then with the extra money, you could buy a bigger boat, go into deeper waters, and catch more fish. Then you would make enough money to buy nylon nets. With the nets, you could catch even more fish and make more money. With that money, you could own two boats, maybe three boats. Eventually, you'd have a whole fleet of boats and be rich like me. Then what would I do, asked the fisherman. Then, said the businessman, you could really enjoy life. The fisherman looked at the businessman quizzically and said, what do you think I'm doing right now? The baptism of Jesus is dying to our self-centered endeavors and being resurrected into a life marked by grace and love. When we live in the baptism of Jesus, we touch the hearts of others and help them open to the Holy Spirit and new life in Christ. To have, been, to have encountered the beloved means that we are to be, we are a beloved child of God and we are to be loving to others of God's children. We're not to spend all of our time catching more fish racking up more dollars, buying more cars, buying bigger houses. Jesus tells the parable of the man 
who was so caught up in his stuff that, that all he did was go around and he, he built all kinds of silos for him to keep his stuff in. Until one night, God called him home. And he realized that stuff wasn't going with him. That wasn't going to do anybody any good. Let us love one another. Not because we need to earn God's love by being good to each other. But let us love one another out of the abundance of love that's been shown us. God has loved us so much that he sent Jesus to die for our sins. He loved us so much that he died not just for the people who were there, but for the millennia of people the, the earthly Jesus would never meet. Jesus loves you and I just as much as he loved the twelve, as he loved his friends, as he loved his family. We're all special to him. We are all loved by him. Baptism is one of only two sacraments in the Protestant church. And they are, it's a sacrament that is important because it is what brings us into God's family. And I know we've got disagreements with some of our cousins about whether or not, you know, do you baptize you baby baptism? Do you baptize as adults? What's the right way to do it? How much water do you really have to use in order to be baptized? We practice infant baptism in the Methodist Church because not because of the baby, but because of God. Infant baptism emphasizes God's overwhelming grace and love to us because that baby didn't do anything to deserve God's love. Didn't do anything to deserve God's anger either. The baby just is a baby. But because that baby is just a baby, the parents make promises on behalf of the baby and say, we're going to teach the child about Jesus. We'll make sure when he or she grows up that they know who their Savior is. And that baby is baptized and brought into the family. And the baby grows and matures. And when the baby's old enough, the baby makes that vow of faith for him or herself. For adults, the emphasis is less on God's grace, not that God's grace isn't part of it, but more on the individual's response to the offer of grace. And proclaiming one's faith. That I accept what God's done for me. That I'm going to take this gift that God's given. Both are important. Both are, are legitimate ways of looking at God's grace and God's action in baptism. It's just a matter of a different emphasis. But in every case, it brings us into the family. It helps us to know that our sins have been forgiven. It helps us to remember who we are and whose we are. I want to close with a story from French writer Henri Barousse who told of a conversation overheard in a trench full of wounded men during the First World War. One of the men who knew he had only minutes to live says to one of the other men, Listen, Dominic, you've led a very bad life. Everywhere you are wanted by the police. 
but there are no convictions against me. My name is clear. So here, take my wallet, take my papers, my identity. Take my good name, my life, and quickly, hand me your papers that I may carry away all your crimes with me in death. The good news is that through Jesus, God makes a similar offer. Something wonderful happens to us when we are baptized. When we are baptized, we identify ourselves with Jesus. We publicly declare our intention to strive to be like Jesus and follow God's will for our lives. When we are baptized, our lives are changed. We see things differently than before. We see other people differently than before. Baptism enables and empowers us to do the things that God wants us to do here and now. We are able to identify with Jesus because he was baptized. And we are able to love as he loved. He is the beloved. He is the one who demonstrates to us the life of love that God wants us to have. We love because God first loved us. And God's love of us calls us, urges us, demands that we share that love with others. It's not a gift that we keep for ourselves, but it is a gift that we give to one another. We are entering the time in the church year called Epiphany. The wise men have been to see the baby. Jesus has been baptized and the work begins. And the epiphany is, an epiphany is a manifestation or a realization of the reality of the situation. Epiphany in the Christian church is a realization or an apprehension of who Jesus really is. And we'll spend these next weeks watching as Jesus encounters various people and talks to them. And we'll see ways in which Jesus' identity as the Messiah is made manifest. That we can see that indeed Jesus is who he claims to be who at his baptism his father claimed for him. Jesus is indeed God's son, the beloved. May we follow him and do as he says. Amen. Amen.